Let's all stand. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Welcome, everybody, to Grace Warehouse Church. Welcome to our online viewers and those that are listening on podcasts. We're so glad that you're here today. Good-looking crowd today. We're so thankful that y'all come out on this rainy day to serve the Lord and give him glory and honor and praise. Thank you, Jesus. So, Sister Heather, will you open us this morning, please? Father, we thank you, Lord. We are so honored to be in your house today, Lord. And we just lift you up and glorify you. We thank you, Lord, because your, your grace is sufficient for us. Your mercy is new every morning, Lord. And we just give you praise. And we ask you to be in this, in this place with us. And we just call out Holy Ghost fire yes. to come in and breathe on yes. us today, Father. We love you. We, we honor you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, but you know what, Um, whenever I was listening to different people this morning preaching, then whenever it just said in my spirit, you know, uh, whenever we come into the house of God and we praise him, or even if you're at home, you praise God and worship him, you put him on the throne of your heart as king of kings and lord of lords, and he's able to decree blessings upon your life, and I don't know about you all, but I've got an unspoken prayer request, I need God to move. Now, (laughs) so I'm going to put him and lift him up and praise him so that he can be the Lord of my heart um, and King of Kings and Lord of my heart, so that he can decree blessings and decree the the breakthroughs and healings and miracles in my life that are things that I need to be done. So, if you have something you need to do, you don't praise God just because of that, because you praise God because He is. He is God, so therefore we are declared, we are supposed to praise him because he is. But when you lift him up and and bring yourself before him as a holy sacrifice, acceptable and pleasing to God, and you lift him up and put him in his proper place, and he can declare blessings on your life. So let's just do that this morning. Let's give the Lord a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We lift you up, Jesus. the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We welcome you to this place, Jesus. Have your way, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Come on and praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him in the noontime. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him when the sun goes down. Well, He's God on the He's got back at the door. He's got in the amen corner. He's got all over this floor. I know God is God. God don't ever change. I know God is God. And he always will be God. Well, he's God in the Father. He's God in the Son. He's God in the Holy Ghost. He's God all three in one. I know God is God. God don't ever change, I know God is God, and He always will be God. Well, He's the 
God that saved my soul. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. He's the God that made me whole. I know God is God. God don't ever change. I know God is God. And he always will be God. Oh, and what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Come on and praise him. Praise him. Praise him. is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's an exciting time, and aren't you glad that for those that have been saved that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? And if you haven't, today is the day of salvation. Today is the accepted time to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior yes. today. Yeah. Hallelujah. I was lost in Thank you. 
I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. There is a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's Because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. I am who I am because the I am tells me who I am. about a man coming 
got a service greater than the ordinary. So I'm going to give it all I have in this moment. much, you know, and if you're here today and, and you've been hurt by someone or someone has disappointed you, you know, people are going to disappoint you. They yes. are going to let you down, but God will never disappoint you. He will never let you down. He is faithful. He is yes. true. He is a sovereign God. He loves you so much, but he wants all of you. He's, he's a jealous God. He wants all of us. He loves us so much. He wants all of us, and he wants to pour out his abundant blessings upon us. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, let all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and joy. trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice
rise against nations. Is what my word says. Have you read it? Are you ready? I am coming back for my bride. Take heed and know the time is near. today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior today is the day you know he can come back today it's the word is fulfilled that he can come back anytime now he's just what he that will wait wait will wait he's when he gets ready to come back he's going to come back but today you are here today and if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior if your heart's not right with him today is the day to make it right it will be the best day of your life and you will be will, will have that abundant life here on this earth until he comes back to catch his bride away hallelujah thank you for your And if you're here today and you may not, you may 
not be walking where you need to walk with God and you need to just make things right. You know, maybe you profess to be a Christian and maybe you are, but maybe there's things that you have done, things that you have let creep in to your heart and your, and your soul and your spirit that needs to be right, but made right with God. You know, He's here to cleanse you and to purify you. Hallelujah. church I've had a change of mind a part or whatever you want to call this morning about a few things and we're not going to do communion to the end of the service amen I feel like we need to heed what God is wanting to talk to us about this morning devil don't like it amen here we go you know I was as I was coming in this morning, I told the praise team this. When I come in from to church on Sunday morning, I try to make sure I pray on the way in some. And as I was praying, it kept coming over to me, the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Three or four different times in my prayer, that's what I was saying. The presence and the power of the Holy Ghost. Church, there's someone walking amongst you this morning. 
And I said someone. Amen. And I hope it's not a stranger to you. But he wants to do a work this morning. But you've got to be willing and obedient to that spirit when it comes to you. Whatever it may be this morning, you need to be doing that. Amen. If it's running to this altar, running the aisles, jumping or whatever, you need to be doing it this morning. Amen. God is a God of praise and honor, and we need to give him all the praise and honor we can give him. Amen. He's brought us through another week. Amen. There's a whole country right now wish they had the, the security and the peace that we have right here this morning. Amen. You've got to be thankful for what you've got through God, what God is doing for you this morning. Amen. I just feel it this morning that we are not praising and worshiping God enough. We're not giving him all that he deserves. Amen. Just think about it, church. If he was doing no more for you than what you were doing for him, where would you be? Amen. You know, Brother Brian brought out Wednesday night about Beth, Beth Thatcher or whatever you want to pronounce it. Found in the balance and found warning. And I told Brother Brian after church Wednesday night, I said, you know, I've thought for a, a, quite a while the last few months on, on that. Where are we at for being balanced? Amen. Is God giving all and we're giving none? Is that balance wopsided? We'll, we will never get that balance equal because no matter what we can do, no shape, form, or fashion can we ever outgive God on what he does for us. So it's going to be lingering a little bit, but it don't need to be his down here and yours way up here where you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing this morning or during your walk with Christ. So church, we've got to realize is what you put into it is what you're going to get. Amen. What you sow is what you're going to reap. Amen. If you sow little, you're going to reap little. You know, we can't be like some of these people. I don't want to know much about this because I don't want to be responsible for what I know. Amen. Have you heard people say that? I have. You know, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be saved, but I want to be dumb to a certain extent on what's going on because I don't want to be accountable for a lot of things. But, you know, we're without excuse. I keep saying that too. We're without a people without excuse because the word has gone forth. Amen. You can't get away from it. Amen. And I was going to go through the second part of on our journey this morning, but I'm, I'm going to start on something in it, but it's not going to be, I'm not going to go all the way through it. I, was, I got to studying yesterday just a little bit and finishing up my studying and this first part hit me, and I feel like this is what God is is trying to uh, come across to me this morning about to, to just to tell y'all a few things. And I'm not going to keep you long. We're going to after I say what I feel like I need to say. We're going to uh, have communion, and I want anyone when we have communion, if you've got any kind of sickness, health problems financial problems, whatever, I want us to come to the front and take communion and believe God's going to do a work. Amen? God, God's going to do it. Amen. But anyway, you know, we had got on this part about our journey and what all God will do for us on our journey. And I'm not even going to go back to the, the review on this right now because I want to go back to this one part this morning. And we're going to, you know, God has got some things he wants to 
do this morning. Church, you didn't just come to, to be in, see everybody this morning. It's good to have fellowship with everyone, but we need fellowship with Christ this morning, a special, special fellowship with him this morning. But anyways, the one thing, let me go first to my key text, Philippians 1 and 6, that we had started using a couple of weeks ago. And that is being confident and sure of this very thing, that he which hath began or begun or started a good work in you will perform, finish, or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return. Amen. The interpretation mentioned about him coming back for his bride. But church, let me tell you this. You've got nothing to be scared of till he comes. Amen. All this you're seeing out here, we've got to pray about it. And we've got to, we've got to have our heart to them people that are over there that's what they're going through. But that's got nothing to do with the church. Amen. The church itself, it may, it may escalate and it may die down. Who knows? But the thing of it is, we know that before it the big part of all this starts happening. We are told we will be took out of this. Amen. The church will be gone. Amen. We won't have to suffer through the great tribulations or the suffering that a lot of people have to go through one of these days if we call ourselves a Christian born again knowing God. Amen. But anyway, he will complete that work. Amen. And he is going to complete that work if you'll just have confidence in him that he will do it. But the, one, the, the very next thing that we have done went over five different things on what he, he said he would do for us. But the number six one was give wisdom and understanding. Amen? Give wisdom and understanding. In Psalms 119.34. Jacob gets that up for me. Praise the Lord. But he, he will take care of... Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Amen. Give me understanding. If you want to, if you want to be able to, to do what God wants you to do and follow his commandments and his statutes, then you've got to understand them to a certain point. God will give you that understanding. Amen. You remember me, when we was doing this a couple of weeks ago, I me talking about I was of curiosity about certain things when I got in Pentecost about why why that was so and, and you get to talking to them and there's no scripture to back it. It's just because brother or sister so and so said it should be that way. So if you got understanding you will understand what you're supposed to do and not do. Amen. Understanding. Amen. In Proverbs two and six says for the Lord giveth wisdom. Amen. The Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Then we go to Daniel, Brother Brian, 2, 20 and 22. Amen. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with it. Amen. Amen. Go on to the next verse on that if you can, Jacob. Can you go on up one more? I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might, and has made known unto me now that what we desire of thee, for thou hast known 
For thou hast now made known unto us the king's master. So, I mean, Daniel was saying, we thank you for giving us this power and this wisdom to know these things. Amen. Romans 2 and 2. I mean, Romans 12 and 2. Listen to this now. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, I first started reading this, I'm thinking, now I'm talking, trying to talk about wisdom. Now, what is this saying here? What it's saying is to get your mind right. If you're going to think on the things of the world, you're going to do the things of the world. Amen? If you're going to think on the things of God, you want to be doing what God's wanting you to do. So you've got to have a, your mind transformed. And how do you get that? You get that through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praying. Doing what you know to do. You know, you can't be going uh, here and there and that's uh, out in the world doing things and trying to get yourself closer to God to a certain extent. Now, if you're out in nature and stuff, yes, I understand that. Before it's trying to do, be affiliated with some of the things of the world, it don't work that way. Amen? You know, what I was talking about a while ago, reaping and sowing. You know, it's that simple. What you reap, when you sow, you're going to reap. So if you're sowing into this world, you're going to get all kinds of things that you don't need to be getting. But if you sow into the Word of God and into His Spirit, then you have things, life everlasting. Amen. And then James 1 and 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Asked of God. Now I've said all this to say that I said all this that to say this. Let me find it. I got ahead of myself. How many realize what is wisdom? Where do you get wisdom? The Bible tells us in Proverbs one and seven, the fear of the Lord. Is beginning of knowledge. Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Amen. And I get to that, I'm getting to thinking, you know, uh, you ain't got to be smart to be wise. You just got to trust in God. Amen. And know Him. Amen. Fear. I'm not talking about a fear that we fear that, you know, we're, we're afraid to make a move because we may do something wrong and God's going to strike us dead with the lightning right at that spot. Now, I'm not talking about that kind of fear. The fear that I'm talking about is reverence and deep respect and knowing who he is. He's the almighty God. Amen. He is the one and only. Amen. So we've got to give him that respect and be able to do what he wants us to do. Amen. Proverbs 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord it's the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Amen? So how do you get wisdom? You've got to put God where he's supposed to be. You've got to respect him. You've got to reverence him the way he's supposed to be reverent. Amen. Knowing that he is the one. You know, the scripture tells us, do not fear those that can take your body. 
Amen. To fear him, it can take body and soul. And we know what that means. So that's what we've got to realize, that we're serving the Almighty God. And as I was talking after Brother Brian had pre uh, taught and preached Wednesday night, we're a God, or we're a church of love. We love our fellow man, but we will not compromise. We will not say what is wrong is right because you get think that's, called a, that's the way it's going to be because you don't want to change. If the, thus says the word of God, we're going to be preaching that, we're going to be teaching that, and that's what we're going to believe that you're supposed to be doing. Right. Amen? It's that simple. But we've got a world today that I want to come into the house of God, but I don't want to change. And if you tell me I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do, whether it's perversion or whatever it may be, I'm not going to change. And if you're doing that, you're saying you hate me. No, we don't hate you, but we hate the sin that's in you. And we're not, you know, <laughs> cancer starts, if I'm, if I'm saying this right, cancer starts with one cell that starts to reject everything else around it and grows into, you know what it can happen? That one cell. We do not want someone within our church that's coming here just for social service and saying within their heart, I'm not going to change the way I am is the way I am, and you can take it or leave it. Well, we're not going to pervert our congregation because you don't want to change. And if we're preaching the truth and the scripture and the power the way it should be preaching, you need to be, you, you'll either do one or two things. You'll get in this altar and get saved, or you'll hit that door and be gone if you're not ready to get right. Amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. The power and the presence of the Holy Ghost, Brother Rodney, will do that. Amen. It will do that. So we've got to realize we've got to have the fear of God within us that we know when we're supposed to be doing something and we're doing it. Amen. You know, as I said, don't fear the, the man that can take the body, but fear those him that can take the body and so. Amen. I thought about Brother Brian when you was talking about Belshazzar and him taking the stuff out of the temple and defiling it with his parties. Church, if we're not careful, we'll do the same thing every day. Amen. And, I, and let, me, let me tell you what I'm talking about. For some reason, for the last couple of weeks, every time I turn around, you know, either in my devotion I read daily or a book I've been reading and here and there and what have you, uh, it's been talking, it keeps coming up about stewardship. And I got to thinking about that, and, you know, and we think about money, and that's right, it is, you know, it is about money, our tithes and offering and stuff, and that's what we should do. But then I got to thinking about, you know, as we was talking about how Belshazzar took into fire with the things of God with that party out of the temple. You know, how blatant is that? Saying, you know, I don't fear nobody. But he learned different. Amen. When the writing comes on the wall, what's it going to tell you? Amen? But where I'm, what I'm trying to get at, how many times, listen to me, church, and I'm not trying to get on any certain person or anything like this. I'm just telling it like it is this morning. How many times do we, as a person, have not got the time or the money to do what we're supposed to do for God, but we will take that time 
and that money and do for ourselves. Amen. We will do for ourselves. For just getting out, going eating, getting out, kicking our heels somewhere else, going out to a concert somewhere, or going fishing. And Brother Bill, I'm not getting on you this morning, but uh, and 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 but I'm not. You know, Brother Bill just likes to get out and fish. You don't want to go out there and spend three or four days on the river. I don't think. But anyway. But we have people that will take and do things like this and don't realize that they're defiling what everything you've got is from God, people. It's, that's where it comes from. And that's what these, these devotions and this what I've been reading keeps talking about. Everything you've got it comes from God. It's his already. Amen. Amen. And you'll say, well, I'm going to give him back 10%. Well, you're not giving him back anything because he already owns it. Amen. That's just what he is saying, that what I have given to you, give it back to me, and I'm going to bless that. Amen. Abundantly. Amen. He will bless it. But so, but we will take, we will take, and we will take, and we will take, and do whatever we want to do, and come church time on Sunday morning, write a little measly check for just a little bit amount, knowing it ain't even a percentage of what you've made this past week. But you've had time to spend on everything else. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying here, you know, a lot of preachers will tell you anything you do besides serving God is going to send you to hell. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but you've got to respect who God is. And if you want him to bless you and your family, don't be taken from him. Amen. Amen. Give him back what he's gave you that he tells you to give back to him, that he will bless it. In return, you will give back more. Amen. You cannot, and, I, and I'm being Patty, your example, and we know, and, and different other ones know here, you cannot outgive God. And we've got to realize that whatever we put into it is what we're going to get. And that's the same way with the reaping and sowing. If you sow little, you're going to get little. You know, the farmer that goes out there this time of year and gets the fields ready and stuff, spends all that time to get that field ready, he ain't going to go out there and sow two or three seeds here and there. He's going to plant that whole field so he can reap a big harvest. Amen. So you've got to do the same. If you want something from God, if you want that abundant life from God that he said he's going to give you, quit being stingy with him. Amen. Realize that who he is, that he's the one who can give or take. Amen. Job said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. So we've got to realize he can take it. And Belshazzar, Thazer, whatever you want to call him, he found that out the hard way. Amen. Because he wound up losing everything he had. But we've got to realize, church, amen, that we're serving a great big God. And if you want great big things from him, then you don't need to be thinking that you're not supposed to give him what he, he, he's asked you to give him. For it's your time and your money. That's, it both ties in together, stewardship. You know, he can care less about your money if you don't want to give him the time to worship and praise and, and, and do what he's told you to do to, to, to glorify him. Amen. He don't need your money, but he, want, he wants you to be obedient to him. And being the time part is just as important as the money, if not more important. And But the thing of it is, this is what I like. He tells us not to give begrudgingly. You know, and and some of us, sometimes I'm sure all of us, at one time or other, have been at that point. Where, oh, I've got to write my tithes. 
you know, I got to write my tithe. God don't want it coming from that way. But what I started, what I was trying to get at, I know you know, when we, as a person or as a church, begin to start giving our time and our effort toward His kingdom, and we're praying the way we're supposed to, we're coming to the church the way we're supposed to, we're praising Him the way we're supposed to, we're in His Word the way we're supposed to, then you know what? You don't even worry about writing them ties. Amen. You, you look forward to playing. And, uh, I, I was reading one of Brother Tony Evans' books sometime, and he was talking about he had a, one of his members in the church just tickled to death come every Sunday morning, wanting to give back to God. He said they passed the offering out. He's almost running to the offering plate. Amen. Why can't we be that way? Amen. But once you start giving your time and your effort and your, uh, to the presence of God and, and He dwelling within you, that balance of that scale will start raising some. Amen. And it'll be a good thing. Amen. So we've got to realize, you know, that we've got to be given to the one and only God. Amen. And the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. Amen. We've got to reverence him. We've got to respect him. And, we, you know, we've got to, you know, we're living in a society now that does not have no respect for nobody. And most of them don't have no respect for themselves. That's the reason we're in the shape we're in. That's the reason it's so sad that the police officers are having to shoot people every time you turn around because they do not respect that uniform. Amen? And somebody does that, then what, what else, you know, what in turn do they have to do? I mean, I know there's been a few times in the last few years where they they've overrode their authority to a certain extent, but people wants to try things that don't need to be tried. So you've got to have respect where there's supposed to be respect. So the same way with God. God deserves your respect and your honor and your reverence to him because of all things or all people or whatever you want to think about it. If anyone deserves that, he does. Amen? For God so loved the world. Amen? And we know that he gave his only begotten son, so we've got to realize what he's given up for us. Just think for a moment. If some, if you had to give up your son or your daughter for some kind of cause and lose them, and then nobody wanted to show no respect or reverence to what you have done, how would you feel? You'd be feel you'd feel betrayed. You feel like people didn't care. You did something that wasn't wasn't even shouldn't you shouldn't even done because now nobody cares. And nobody will respect what you have done. Just think about how God may feel sometimes when he looks down and, and saying, I have given my best to you, haven't held anything back, but you won't even do the least thing I ask from you. Amen? That's no fear there. That's no respect. That's no reverence. So, church, I'm not, my thing this morning is just saying, and I, I'm not, I wasn't preaching a tithes message or anything like that, but if it hit, it hit. Just do what you're supposed to do, all I can tell you. Amen. But what I was trying to get across is the part of us not fearing God the way we should fear him or reverence him by getting out here and doing everything else we want to do. But when it comes time to be in the house of God or comes time to give to God financially or what have you, we don't have it. I ain't got it, or I don't have time. But, you know, we, 
we'll make time for things. You know, where, where your treasure is is where, where your heart is. I mean, it tells us that. So that's the thing, you know, it, it, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be. So we know, we, but, you know, we don't, you know, it says not to judge. We don't have to judge. We just can, we just can look. Amen. We inspect. Amen. See wh- where you're, in, you know, where you are on the scales and figure out where your treasure is. Amen. Some people, you know, they, they love to be here. They love to be there and getting out and going and stuff. And I thought the other day when it was a pretty warm outside, Brother Ricky, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> ready to go. But we've got things we've got to do first. Amen. Give God the respect and the honor he deserves. Give him the time that he needs for you to work for his kingdom. And, you know, the thing of it is, it's not a set time on that. We, If we're doing it right, we should be every day constantly from the time you get up to the time you go to bed thinking about doing something for the kingdom of God where he's witnessing or praying or whatever. I mean, it's just because once you get into in the, the place that it's, you know, church or, or God is part of it, the biggest part of you, then that's what you're going to be dwelling on most of the time. So we just got to realize that it's not something you're going to have to write down. I need to do this at a certain time. Or I need to do this at a certain time. You need to have your, yes, you need to have some prayer time. You need to have time to read your Bible and stuff. But the other part for witnesses and stuff and, and just walking rightly before him, it should be just your normal every day. So when that becomes that way, then you, you begin to reverence him and, and respect him the way he deserves. You know, he deserves our full attention. Amen. Not like our wives or, our, or your husbands or what have you. Sometimes you want to talk to them and they're off somewhere else. Their, mind, their head's there, but their mind's not. Amen. But we've got to be able to, to, to get in touch with God and, and communicate with him so we can hear him, you know. I was reading this morning, too, and talking about, the, you know, it just amazes me, you know, how, how Moses talked to God, you know. Had that, well, that uh, one man had defiled himself by, by uh, touching a, a dead person. And it was one of the offering times where they wanted the offerings that day or something or next day or something. Well, you know, if you defile yourself, you're supposed to be unclean for seven days or whatever the, the scripture tells you on different things. And he went to Moses and just said, hey, brother, said, I've done this. I want to go through my offering and stuff tomorrow, but I can't because I'm a defile. What am I supposed to do? I want to do it. What did Moses say? Let me go talk to God. Amen. Just that simple. Let me go talk to God. I'm thinking, how if we could just get that frame of mind and ask, you know, someone asks you something and you know, you know, it's out of the ordinary and you try to put your two cents in before you even think about it. And just say, I'm gonna go, let me go, let me talk to God about this before I even tell you anything. But Moses go talks to talks to God and God told him what he needed to do the next let him cleanse himself the next month, a certain week of the next month, you can give your offering then. So God's got the answers, amen. And I got to thinking about, too, if you'll notice, you know, I was reading this morning where it says that they never moved until the cloud moved. The cloud moved, they would move. That cloud, you know, represents the spirit and power of God. 
but they never would move that tabernacle or take that tabernacle down and go on to their, to their journey until that cloud started moving. Following it. We need to be following the Spirit, people. Church, we need to be following what God wants us to do. Amen. He shouldn't have to shake us to show us sometimes. Amen. But, you know, I'm thankful that we need to know what God wants us to do. That we, if we'll, you know, if you've been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, God living within you, that's what telling you daily whether you need to sit down and leave things alone or you need to get up and start moving. Amen. It's that simple. If you're trusting in him and believing in him the way you're supposed to, you have no problem with that. Amen. You'll stay, you know, and that comes back to this part of discernment. Any of us that claims to be a born-again Christian and has, come to, has a special calling for us of his leadership, for us a minister, teacher, or whatever. And, and, and even the, your con the regular congregation should be at that point. That when something's not right, that discernment from the Spirit of God should tell you whether or not to trust this or follow after this or do that. Because he is the one that's going to lead and guide you on this journey. Amen. We're back to our journey. Amen. So we've got to be willing to, you know, and, and I may finish this up next week or two, part of it or stuff, but that was just the very first part of this first one about the fear of God. Amen. That he will give us wisdom and understanding to know how we're supposed to walk, where our journey is going and what direction to be going. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Amen. I, I don't know what time it is, but I feel like I've come to the end of what I needed to say, but we are going to have communion. And we're going to do the communion. We, and any, like I said, I want anyone that's sick, health-wise, or if you've got problems financially or whatever, to come this morning and w as we take communion, we're going to believe God's going to do some healing and going to do some touching and going to change some things for you. Amen. So I'm, I've asked Brother Ricky and Sister Lydia to come and do it this morning. And... Uh, we're going to do that, and they get done. We'll pray again, and we will believe God's going to do a great work. How many has enjoyed being in church this morning? How many has felt the Spirit of God moving? Amen. Amen. We have had church. Amen. We have had church. Brother Ricky and Sister Liddy, if y'all come. If anyone sick, what have you, come on up as we take communion.
my blood. This do ye as oft as you think of it in remembrance of me. Praise the Lord. We're getting liquid sunshine outside. Amen. Praise the Lord. Before we dismiss, I, Patty, I want you to come up here. I want some of the ladies around to pray for you. She's been having some problems, and I can't get her to go to the doctor, but we can. I can get her up here to, to see the great physician this morning. Amen. Believing God's going to touch her. Amen. Anybody else that needs prayer, you can come or what have you, but... Before we dismiss, I want y'all to pray for her, that God will touch her. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father God, we just lift up Sister Patty to you, Lord. Father, you are the great physician. No matter what issues, Father, are ailing her or whatever is going on, Father, you created her in your image. And so, Father, we just pray that any issues that are going on, Father, that they line up in Jesus' name, Father, according to what you say about her and according to how you created her body, we ask that those things, Father, be gone in the healing, total and complete healing and restoration to her body, Father. Father, we ask for peace over her mind and over Brother Sammy's mind, Father, as they, I know, become concerned when these things happen. But, Father, we just ask that your peace will just pour over them, Lord. And, Lord, Father, that she will just open her eyes and say, you know, I'm healed. God healed me, and I'm totally and completely healed. And we just glorify you and thank you in advance for that, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen.